You're now tuning in to True Way Gaming Podcast, hosted by One Way Soldier. We answer your gaming-related questions and talk about gaming-related topics. Now available on major platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and others. Helping you game with a better understanding. Hey, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of True Way Gaming. I'm your host, One Way Soldier, or you call me Carl. And here on True Way Gaming, we answer your gaming-related questions and talk about your gaming-related topics. And on this episode of True Way Gaming, I wanted to talk about Sony's recent, and by recent, I'm talking about June 2nd. <laughs> um, praise the, this episode will be released at uh, June 3rd, praise the Lord, um, of Sony's State of Play where it was about 45 minutes, I think. No, it was 30 minutes. Yeah, it was like roughly 30 minutes. And uh, wow, for 30 minutes, to be honest, it was a lot was shown. A lot of good stuff was shown. To be honest, off the bat, I really feel like this was the best state of play that they had since like the since the past three that they had. Seriously, like this one was a solid one in my opinion. I was literally, I, I think, oh, knocked something over. Uh, that's embarrassing, especially during a live recording. But anyway, um, yeah, there was a lot of games that actually caught my interest. There was none of the game, like there was no games really that I was like yawning, right? Like I was just like, oh, I just want this to be over, right? It was, it was, it was really awesome. And so I'm, I'm gonna give, you know, go down pretty much the list here, give my overall thoughts on the state of play, even though I pretty much did like a quick summary. It was awesome. <laughs> so right off the bat, I felt like, and what I loved about the state of play is that Sony, they opened it strong and then they ended it strong. And obviously we'll talk about the end a little bit later in this episode, but off the bat, and this is what honestly, like a couple of stuff that I'm really excited for, but to be honest, I think you guys heard me say it here on the show a few times. I am a big Resident Evil fan. So off the bat, when they opened up, they actually shown and I'm gonna be honest, I was really surprised. I was honestly really surprised that uh that they showed and gave a release date of Resident Evil 4 remake. And it was awesome. After seeing that, literally after the state of play, I think a couple of hours, I was like, man, when I have free time to play, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna to toss on Resident Evil 4. <laughs> you know? But anyway, the trailer looks amazing. I love the overall graphic uh the overall uh redo- redoing of the graphics. It looks amazing, the glimpses that we saw, especially the environment-wise. And uh, Leon, we saw the back of him. You didn't really see his face. But, man, it looks sweet. It looks awesome. Um, and then also, it, it's a little weird. This is uh, Obviously, this is not, uh, how should I say, I don't say this to downplay it or anything like that. I did find it weird that they didn't go for the original logo or at least a similar style. They went with the... Are a Resident Evil Seven, uh, Resident Evil Seven, you know what I mean? Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Three remake logo, which obviously is fine. It's not a big deal. Um, but me, I find that a little strange. Uh, but I was really excited when when this trailer came on and you just saw Leon and you saw the enemies and and it just looks really really good. And I can't wait to you saw in game footage, uh, but I can't wait to see what else they have overhauled in terms of the the UI in terms of the management system if they kept that the same you know and, and just also to see if they added content if they redid or redesign any of the map and to me there's no need for that um obviously Resident Evil 4 was much more recent um you know dating back to like what 2003 4 
I think around there. As to where Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2, obviously, those were like 1999 games. So I don't, I don't really think they had to... I hope, rather. I mean, I wouldn't mind if they redesign some levels or some areas to improve it, I guess. Or especially the map. For me, I, I didn't really... The, the map system was alright, but I hope they improve that as well. Um, but in terms of like mushing places together, like, you know, I was, I was, I liked Resident Evil 3 a lot. Honestly, I love Resident Evil 3 Remake, but a big, um, outcry in terms of a complaint for that game is that they cut a lot of areas off and also they blended a few areas together, which made it, you know, not, made it weird a little bit. Um, so I just hope that they don't repeat the same thing with Resident Evil 4. I hope that they you know, redo the graphics, of course, from the ground up, and they improve it, whatever, I, but I hope that they add content to it instead of taking away content, so that's my only complaint, um, or, excuse me, my only concern, I should say, but other than that, I was, when I saw this, I was like, man, it got me out of my chair, I'm, I was super excited, can't wait for this game to come out, and what's also really, really cool is that they announced that VR, or PlayStation VR 2, um, content is being developed for the remake. So hopefully we get to see it bundled just like we saw uh, or we have seen like Resident Evil 7, for example, when that released on the PlayStation 4 platform. We have the main game and then the VR version was and and it was just one disc, you know, one version. You get to play it in VR or you get to play it, you know, just normal. And I hope that they go the same route, uh, same route, excuse me, with with Resident Evil 4. That they, you know, they redid the main game, and then they also bundle, you know, bundle the the VR version into the same disc. Not like, oh, you get a code for the VR version or something. You know, I hope it, it just it releases in one bundle, and that'll be so dope under one price. Amazing, and it's really cool. Again, they put a date on it. I thought we're not going to see the game until 2024, so I was really surprised. This is March 23rd, 2023, I think it said. So to me, that's that's very soon. That's very soon. Um, yeah, again, I was expecting, I know this, this was in development for a couple of years. Hopefully they could meet that deadline. Um, but yeah, to me, I was like, man, I, I didn't expect this at all. So I was really excited with that. And also the patient VR. And then I was really also amped because again, Resident Evil fan, they also announced Resident Evil Village VR, PlayStation VR 2. So this one I thought was very, very interesting because you know, I, I purchased Resident Evil Village, 8, um, Resident Evil 8 Village, whatever you want to call it. I beat the heck out of the game. I beat it three times. I beat it on the hardest difficulty. It's an amazing game. Fun shooter. And um, the only thing about it is, to me, it, was, it scratched my head a little bit. Because, you know, I would think, you know, Resident Evil 7 VR was popular. You know, I think the majority of players um, has chose to play it you know, um, without the VR, you know, just regular 3D, you know, 4K, whatever. And a lot of people didn't go for the VR mode, but the fact that they did it with that and was successful, Resident Evil 7 did sell a lot of copies. And when Resident Evil 8 Village came out, there was no mention of VR mode and it just released just a standalone game. Obviously, which is fine. Still sold a lot of copies. It's still a very great game, but I was just like, man, why not? Did it get lazy? You know, why... They didn't do a VR version for it. And then so when this was shown, the state of play that they're actually releasing for the VR 2. Um, so I'm like, 
happy, obviously, really excited. Uh, to me, you know, Resident Evil Village came out also on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. It wasn't native to the current gen. So I was just like, okay, you know, maybe... It, it was weird that we didn't see the VR version on the PlayStation 4. Uh, I, I found that really weird at all. Um, I found it very weird. But then, it, it does make sense. I guess if one or two things may happen. Maybe, like, literally, if they did that, um, then they would have to delay the launch of the game for the PS4 to implement the VR version, I guess. So they probably need an extra time to develop. Uh, but then again, a re- the PS4 VR version is not releasing at all. It's just for PlayStation uh, VR 2 exclusively. So then I-, I-, I would like to think then they just needed more time to develop the VR version. And they're releasing it with you know, the VR 2, which much better equipment. Again, you have two VR controllers with analog sticks in them this time instead of just buttons with the PlayStation Move, whatever. Um, so, you know, it makes sense. And I'm, I'm excited to see, especially with the PlayStation VR 2 as HDR in, in the, in the visor itself, 4k, uh, especially with haptic feedback. So it's really going to add to the immersion and I am really excited to see PlayStation VR 2. Um, I just also wish there was a PlayStation 4 VR version, but, but again, that's just my opinion and it's nothing wrong. It's cool. They decided to, I guess, leave it for a next, the next generation of VR, you know, basically, so, but in other words, I'm really excited to see this. And it looks like based on the trailer, you also get to dual with weapons, which is very interesting. Um, very, very interesting. I'm very curious to see how it would change up the gameplay. Um, also, in the trailer, it looks like he had a knife in one hand and a pistol in the other hand, where, um, again, playing the game normally, you just choose one or the other. So I'm very curious to see when the game actually releases. I don't think it will be a PlayStation VR 2 release title. Hopefully I'm wrong, question mark. Um, but yeah, it was, it was overall so cool to see that and very, very excited, very amp. I love Resident Evil Village. It was awesome. So another couple of VR games that they announced, and again, it was just awesome. A lot of third-party games and PlayStation VR 2 games. It's weird that they didn't show officially, uh, you know, the PlayStation blog, they did reveal the PlayStation VR 2 headset, how it's going to look, how the controls look, explaining some of the features that we'll be doing. But it was strange throughout this this broadcast where they didn't show it in action or they didn't give like a little trailer just deep diving into the headset how this headset was announced was straight up from the blog so to me i was a little there's a little bit of a head scratcher as well uh especially that this broadcast was also mainly to advertise games that are coming for playstation vr 2 so i don't know hopefully they have another one up their sleeve and they will do a deep dive on terms of features and and design you know we get to see it in action hopefully so you know hope to see that but it was cool that they also announced chapter uh was it the walking dead saints and sinners chapter 2 retribution um i thought that was really cool the first one was a really good vr title so it's awesome that we get to see a sequel for that i never played the first one i want to i just never had the opportunity to snag it up uh but so far based on the trailer it looks like a fun vr title and the fact that it's coming on playstation 5 and also playstation vr 2 it's really, I, I, I'm going to say, I, I, I honestly believe that it's going to be a much better product because of that. Because I'm, I'm telling you, man, just the fact that in the PlayStation VR 2, you know, it reminds me of like a PSP and PlayStation Vita version. The PSP only had one analog stick. So a lot of first-person shooters or even third-person shooters, for example, Resistance, Retribution, you had to use the X, Circle, Square, and Triangle button to aim your, uh, your, your crosshair up, down, left, and right. 
because the with the absence of a second analog stick. But a PlayStation PlayStation Vita, a big selling point was that it was going to have not one but two analog sticks in. So one of the release titles for the PlayStation Vita was uh, Resistance, uh, Burning Skies, and yeah, it just felt like a full fledged first person shooter, uh, or to say Resistance game in the palm of your hands. So it's really cool that with PlayStation VR too. A lot of games that wouldn't have worked on the first VR because the absence of analog sticks, uh, except for if you had the sharpshooter, but not every game is a first-person shooter on the PlayStation VR. So you know, when you use the PlayStation Move controllers, you had to like teleport everywhere, basically. But it's really cool. The PlayStation VR, again, we have two analog sticks on the motion controllers for the VR and haptic feedback and all this stuff. It's really going to be awesome. It's really going to be awesome, and I'm excited to see some uh, some of the games that... Oh, we've seen some of the games in this broadcast. But what I mean is, like, to actually get our hands on it and get to experience these games with PlayStation VR 2. And they also showed off... Uh, yeah, so the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, I was, it was cool to see that No Man's Sky was announced for PlayStation VR 2. This game is old. And <laughs> it's really... Funny because, well, to be honest, okay, so No Man's Skies, it's a popular game now. It's a good game now, at least to, you know, according to critics and stuff. And the reason why I say that is because I played the game myself. I played it with uh, a couple of buddies of mine, praise the Lord. And to be honest, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it, um, especially the resources we had. I think I was, I was stuck on a planet and then it was an ice planet. And I had to find these certain flowers to heat me up, like to raise my temperature because my temperature was dropping and then my health was you know i was dying so my health was um decreasing in a matter of seconds and so in other words my first experience wasn't a good one so i think though it coming the playstation vr 2 could really make a big difference especially you get to fly around in your spaceship and fly to different planets um i, I think it it's exciting that it they actually made a playstation vr 2 version of it so for me, it's like, it's like I'm a little bit in between. Like, it's I'm not excited that the game is coming to VR. Well, I'm not excited about the game in general, but then it's coming to VR, and I think that would be a major game changer. In other words, and I'm, you know, I'm excited the fact that you know it's coming for people or fans that are looking forward to this title coming to PlayStation VR too. That's awesome. Well, more power to them. <laughs> All right, and then also um, they also revealed Horizon. Um, Call of the Mountain. So at first, when we saw the beginning of the trailer there, they showed this guy. I was like, hey, where are you taking me? Whatever. I thought for the first, I would say, 10 seconds or so, I thought it was going to be an on-rail shooter. Just because you saw him on the boat, you saw that robot or mech giraffe kind of thing, and you saw the thing dive into the water. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I had, I had that thought that it was going to be a, a gun-rail shooter or something. Which, to me, would have been a problem. <laughs> but later on in the trailer, you did see him like climbing, your, your character climbing the mountains. To me, it's so weird to see a VR game where you have floating hands like your Rayman or something. To me, that sort of takes away from their immersion. Um, I, I guess I get why they do that. I, or I don't know. I mean, then again, there was some VR games that when you stretch out your hand, you, you see the, your character's arm. So I don't know why they decide to leave that absent. Because to me, it sort of takes away from the immersion. To me, it looks a little silly. Uh, but, you know, developers know what they're doing, I guess. And, um, or this is their vision, I should say. Uh, but yeah, it looks exciting. Definitely, you get to use the bow. Uh, you get to 
see the the mechs, these creatures up and close and personal in VR. It does look exciting, and I want. I'm curious. I think it is going to be a launch title, so I can't wait to see the full release of that game. Get to see it in action. Um, I'm curious also the length of the game. I'm curious if it's going to be a long game, if it's going to be a three-hour game. So I do have some questions on that. It's cool that they showed it off a bit and some gameplay. Uh, just yeah, I just can't wait for it to release. Definitely an exciting time. And then also they announced Horizon Forbidden West, a major update. Now, this is a little, how should I say? This is one of my complaints, right? Is I, I love how developers they do up their update their games. I think that's a great thing, uh, but I just feel like. I don't know. I, I just feel like the way it's being implemented today, as in 2022, it's it's being implemented in a bad way. So the reason why I say that is because Horizon uh, Forbidden West, when that game came out, it had a lot of glitches. Um, not unplayable, but it was a lot of glitches where, or matter of fact, I think it was one or two uh, glitches in there that affected um, missions in a negative way that could prohibit progression. Um, to my memory, but they fixed that. They patched it right away. But the fact is, and I guess this is a continuous. I mean, you heard me say this plenty of times, and actually, this is a complaint among a lot of people, is that when you purchase a game, in today standards, you know, 2022 as the recording of this podcast, it's like you buy a game, but it's 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 broken. You spend sixty dollars or seventy dollars at this point, and your game is not like. And completely work in order. And that bothers me. And a lot of people excuse that. A lot of people go, oh, well, the developers could just patch the game. But it, it, it really is, it's very weird how we came to accept that we could drop a full price, $70 on a game, 60 whatever, and we bring it home to play it, and it's a little bit broken. And we go, oh, pss, all right, developers could fix it over a day one patch. It's crazy how, you know, a lot of people, a lot of, of people in the gaming space has come to um, accept that, you know? It's so weird. It's, it's like, and again, I'm not sure if I used this example on the show before, but it's, just, it's like me selling somebody a pair of sneakers, right? And, I, and then, um, you know, they bring it home, they're like, wait, I have no laces for it. And I go, oh, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the laces in two days from now. You know what I mean? When... You you already paid me the money bringing the sneakers home and then I go oh yeah I'll give you the sneakers in two days it's just it's weird or if you were to buy a refrigerator you buy the refrigerator and it's missing a door and you bring it home and you know as well wait I mean, obviously this is the sake of an example here obviously people are not going to buy a refrigerator with a missing door but I'm just giving an example here you know don't, don't have to be literal <laughs> you know somebody brings home a fridge and the door is missing and you go, oh yeah i'll give you the door in two days from now you know what i mean like like that should never be acceptable and it's very strange uh but anyway without that's my little rant focus back on this major update the reason i'm glad i didn't buy the game day one i'm a big fan of, of the game horizon forbidden west i do want to play it uh, but once I heard it had glitches, I'm like, oh, you know what, I'll wait. Hopefully they come out with a complete edition where they include all the DLCs and also all the updates. So, yeah, and, and yeah. So when they said, oh, major update, and they just added New Game Plus, I feel like New Game Plus is a standard feature for the past few years. I'm like, why is games not launching with it day one? It's so weird that they release 
a game without that and they gotta wait for a patch and that's where that was the whole point of me going into this rant because again i i like to get games with the future in mind i'm a retro collector i have gamecube games original xbox etc um and i love how i could just pop in the, the disc and it works and i don't need no updates or anything i wish we could go back to that time where games were complete and not so heavily monetized but that's a different discussion my point is is that I think about, let's say the servers right get offline in 20, 30 years, and I have a disc of Horizon Forbidden West, and I, oh, let me pull out the PlayStation 5 and just play the game. And then I, I have the game, I could play it, but it's a broken game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Because it, it launched a little bit broken. Um, and, and this is just one example. There's, there's plenty of other examples I can name, literally. I mean, literally, I think, like, you heard me say it before, Halo Infinite. Um, half of the game is on there. So when the server shut down on Xbox and you have a physical copy of Halo Infinite, it won't matter because you pop in a disc and your console, it, the, your console is going to ask you to download the rest of the game through the internet instead of off the disc. That's a problem. But we're so connected, or, or rather the internet is central um, to everyone's lives. You know, like everyone, you know, not everyone, I shouldn't say that, but we rely on internet for everything. And or at least everything now, you know, we, we stream movies, stream games, etc. And I guess nobody is like not. I mean, there's people out there that are voicing this, but all the majority I would say is like, oh, well, we enjoy games now. Let's enjoy it now, you know, and, you know, in the future, we're just going to move on, which I find is so weird because, again, we have retro consoles and a lot of people have especially with the lockdowns that grew an interest to retro consoles. But anyway, that was my point. The major update was announced. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. For whoever owned the game, they won. Me, I'm going to wait until a complete edition comes out, and hopefully this update is implemented on disc. Um, and then they also announced, and I find this so weird. So I think, I think Sony, they announced that they're going to invest more on the PC. They're going to release a lot of their games on the PC, which is smart. Makes more money. You know, they make more money, I should say, with their IPs. And we're getting Spider-Man on PC, which is cool. People that don't own a PlayStation 5 or 4, haven't played it, they get to play it now. That is amazing. And I guess Sony, and this is me speculating here, because I know it came out in 2018, maybe 19 or so. I think 19. For the PlayStation 4, and then a year later, we got the remaster, and then, um, yeah, and then now we're in 2022. So, you know, it's a few years after the release, and that is just releasing on PC. But I think with Sony, with their strategy, or, or my my speculation here, is I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna get to a point where they're going to they can release a game on PlayStation 4 or PS5. And then six months later, they're going to release it on PC. Or maybe even three months later, they're going to release it on PC. Um, as we're seeing a lot of their IPs coming to the PC platform. And um, so, yeah, so when I saw Spider Man, I was like, oh, snap. You know, hopefully we get to have Wolverine, you know, on, on PC as well. I'm really excited for that game. And I, and, and I thank God so much. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Like, I have a PS5, so I could play it on my PS5. But for those that are still looking, PlayStation 5 and was not able to get their hands on it yet it's cool that they get to experience this title on the PC at its fullest you know they could play no, no compromises if they have the GPU power of course 
they could play it at native 4K 60 frames and, and play it at its fullest. So yeah, really excited about this. Then they also showed off Stray, which is an action. Uh, oh, is it an adventure game you play as a cat? I can't front. It looks cute. It looks fun. And honestly, I'm pretty excited for it. So they actually put a release date on it, and it's coming out soon. And it's awesome. It really is awesome. So you know, it looks. I like to see something different, which is cool. You know, like who would have the idea of you know what we're gonna play as a cat? And obviously we have. Brinks, uh, absolutely, for the original Xbox. But I'm talking about just, you're a stray cat. Just wandering the streets, and there's some puzzle-solving, some action-platforming stuff. I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's nice. I can't wait to see that. Now, th- when this game was announced, this next one, the Callisto Protocol. And shout-out to Tony, because he asked me, what do you prefer to see? I think this is what he asked me. If I got it wrong, Tony, please forgive me. But, uh, he asked me, do you prefer to see Death Space? Like like a new Death Space or this game? Like Which one looks better? And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm going to be honest with you listeners. I, I, I like Death Space a lot. I'm a big fan of Death Space. I have all of them. One, two, three. Um, it's cool that also I think uh, two, three. I think three. Um, I'm not sure about part one. I think part one as well. I could be wrong about part one, but I know part two, part three, they're FPF boosted on the original, on the Xbox Series X. But anyway, the game is dope. Death Space, it, it was it was a great sci-fi game. Uh, had some good, like, scares um, when I played it years ago. And, uh, you know, it was a cool sci-fi game. This game, however, looks crazy. Um, I, I think, honestly, the the... the I don't know to call them aliens. I don't know to call them creatures. But whatever they are, they definitely look more, much, much more intimidating um, and, and like horrifying than that space. And it was crazy. That space was brutal. That that was something. But it looks like they're really pushing the envelope with this one. And um, yeah, and it's cool. It looks like a brutal death space. Now, obviously. The trailer great, and I saw the combat. It looks really cool. The attention uh, of it, it looks it looks really cool, and um, I'm excited to see this one over Death Space Four. Now, don't get me wrong; I always wanted Death Space Four, but you know, obviously, official official games, you know, they got shut down. The Death Space, the Death Space, excuse me, remake is coming out next year, and then you have this game coming out, which is a brand new IP, and um, I'm telling you, you see just Death Space identity all over it, and it looks really fun. It looks good. And um, I was really surprised that we finally get to see more than just a trailer. We got to actually see some gameplay um, when it was shown in the state of play. So, yeah, excited to, to see that game release. Um, curious if it's coming out on the Xbox. Uh, I'm not sure if it is or not. Uh, I should have looked that up before I got on, huh? <laughs> but, yeah, but other words, seeing that, really exciting. And then also a game that I saw, Roller Dome. I think, yeah, Roller Drome. Now, this game looks fun. You're in, it's like a, a futuristic sports thing. And by sports, I'm talking about you're like roller skates. And then you fly off of ramps and you're like gunslinging. So, it looks really good. It looks really good. I don't really like shell... Uh, how, how should I say it? Uh, shell shading games? I think that's how you say it. Uh, but other than that, putting that aside, it looks fun. And I was like, oh man, I really want to play this. I, I, I really want to play it. It looks cool. Um... Ether Knight. So this is cool because 
this is like a, it's an anime game, Ether um Ether Knight, where I don't know this kid, his arm ripped off and he has a brand new arm that's like power and he can make like hold swords with his arm or whatever, or form an energy sword or something. And what's really cool is that it's a action adventure, sort of like a Devil May Cry slashing game, hack and slash, um, but it's also um, uh, like a like a I think the right word I'm looking for is dating sim. Where, you know, there's, you could go out with certain characters and, um, like a love story and stuff, uh, multi, you know, and, and it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. It reminds me, of, I'm trying to, man, I know there's a certain name for it. I'm trying to remember. I think it's Dating Sin, if I'm not mistaken. But, or, um, but in other words, there's certain love interests in the game that you could choose. Um, and, and again, it's a hack and slash and it's an anime game, you know, so it looks really cool. It looks really good. And, um, I actually liked, how they're they're combining two different genres pretty much and mixing them together and based on the trailer i'm like wow this looks really good this looks dope so i i can't wait to when the game comes out see the final product really excited on that and um yeah can't wait to play it honestly and then we also had um tunic announced for playstation 5 which is really cool um another game called i think uh is it season which is coming out in autumn. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool in the title. Why not? And then you also have, they actually showed off Street Fighter VI. Instead of this just trailer and, and a lot of people are uh, was complaining about the logo. The logo looks much better now. And yeah, it was, I was really excited to see that. So I'm a big Street Fighter fan. Um... Again, I have the Street Fighter collection. I love Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 3, uh, Third Strike, etc. Um, I'm a big Street Fighter fan. So, it's cool that for the first time now, in years... Well, not the first time, but I guess in, in a current gener- generation, excuse me. Because last generation, Street Fighter 5 only released on the PlayStation 4 and PC. I guess Sony really helped budget this game, you know. Uh, but it's really cool that it was announced that Street Fighter 6 is not only coming to PlayStation 5, but it will also release on the Xbox Series X, which is exciting. It's really cool, really exciting, and I'm sure there will be a bigger fan base now that now more um, more of the audience, again, from the Xbox side, could enjoy this game. I don't know, hopefully it'll be on Game Pass. I don't know, we'll see. But I really loved how the trailer looked. There's some new characters involved. You saw Ryo, um, he's older now. Chung Lee is older now. They still look crazy fit. And it's, I like how they're actually trying something new in terms of the adventure mode. Based on the trailer, you saw like an adventure mode is do roaming the streets and you could, I guess, fight somebody off the street, whatever. That's so cool. That's really cool because I like how. They are trying something new and they're not being afraid to try something new. And that's what I miss. I, I feel like a lot of game companies, they don't do that, especially with a popular IP. I get it. Risk could be dangerous. But at the same time, you know, where you have games, you know, sad to say this because I know I play Call of Duty, but Call of Duty. Um, and, and, you know, when they're afraid to try something new, a franchise could feel stale. So it's really cool that they're trying something new. They're implementing new modes. The graphics look awesome. And the fighting looks fun. So I can't wait for this game also to come out and to see it, hopefully. And, and again, I'm, I, I am excited, but I also say that with some sort of restriction. 
And what I mean by that specifically is when Street Fighter V came out, there was such a lack of molds and such a lack of a roster. And they introduced, you know, character passes or whatever. They have like, I don't know, six of them or something. And now they have the Street Fighter V Champion Edition. And again, it drives me crazy that all the characters are not on disc. It's on a code, which so anti-consumer in my opinion. But in other words, when it comes to Street Fighter, I hope that, you know, the game comes out and we're not going to just see, praise the Lord, like, I don't know, eight characters, you know, or 12 characters. And then, oh, but we have a character pass already. You know, I hope that they add a lot of characters like Street Fighter 4 did back on Xbox 360. And then we, and I know they came out with like three different versions, like Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. So, you know, I get it. I get it. You know, but like, I just, yeah, I just hope that when you, if you get the game, you're getting a full game. You're getting characters in there, extra molds. So I hope they take their time with this and release it. But then again, again, I don't know. Anything could change. But I know I have to say that with caution because it's Capcom. And I guess they know the audience that people will buy the DLCs and character passes anyway. So, But I am excited to see Return of the Franchise. And they closed off with this final game, Final Fantasy, well, no pun intended, uh, Final Fantasy 16. And oh, man. This game looks so good. So I have yet to get my hands on Final Fantasy VII. I'm waiting for Part Two to comes out. Oh, excuse me, I didn't say that right. I'm waiting for Part Two to come out to release, and because I really hope to see uh, them release a bundle where on disc you get to play uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake with the DLC Integrate and with you know Part Two, and all on disc. And I really hope that they do that. I really, really, really hope that they do that. Uh, but again, the Square Enix, I, I, I hope Microsoft could buy them already. Um, but yeah, I'm waiting for that kind of bundle so I could play it on my PS5. I've been really tempted. Um, I love Final Fantasy VII back on the PlayStation 1. Um, but yeah, but you know what they did, I know it was all over, uh, the overhaul of the combat system. Um, obviously graphical fidelity oh my goodness it's it's a gorgeous amazing looking game Final Fantasy 16 oh my goodness it looks like straight up fast paced action so it looks like they took what Final Fantasy had but like build the top of it sort of reminds me again a reference to Devil May Cry 5 in terms of you just slashing up everything and solo combat and it, just, it looks fun and I love that I love the direction that they're going with the franchise instead of like a take turn battle kind of thing now don't get me wrong I love take turn battles as well when I was a kid, I used to really, really, really dislike it. But, you know, it grew on me over time. Especially playing Final Fantasy X and X2. I love that game so much that, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's cool to see Final Fantasy 16. You're just slashing everything. And it just looks amazing. It looks awesome. It looks amazing. I'm glad that they showed another trailer on it. Um, and, yeah, I kind of forgot if there was a release date attached to it. But... It was finally, because I remember it was announced, I do believe, a couple of years ago, maybe 2020. And, yeah, we haven't seen it since until, well, as the recording of the video right now, it's the third, I mean, video, podcast. So, yeah, uh, June 2nd. So, yeah, I'm really hyped about it. This was a great state of play. If I had to give it a rating, to be honest, if I had to give it a rating... Because uh, I felt, I didn't feel like it dragged on at all. I didn't feel like I was yawning. I didn't feel like I was looking at my phone, okay, what time is it, or anything. 
Uh, I would have to say that in terms of a letter grading, I will give it, no lie, uh, an A. I'll definitely give it an A. If I had to give it a number rating, I would give it, no lie, a 9.5 out of 10. Uh, or I say a 9. I'll give it a 9 rating out of 10. The reason why it's not a 10 out of 10 is because, one, uh, I, I mean, it was so... I get it. it. This was a scenario of it being short and sweet because it was only 30 minutes. To me, I would like it to be longer. That's just my personal opinion. And the second thing was they didn't show the PlayStation VR 2 in action. They only announced PlayStation VR 2, how it looks and everything through a blog. But they didn't give us a trailer like they did with the PlayStation 5 and you saw the accessories for it and a trailer. They didn't do that with the PlayStation VR. So either for me, they're still working on a few details with the product or... You know, I get it. There's um, supply constraints and everything, but um, yeah. But that's those are my only two complaints with it. it. This was a solid state of play to the point where I would watch it again, especially if that Resident Evil 4 trailer looked awesome. Um, and, and you know, a couple of games that I, I mentioned. So, what do you think? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Do you think Sony, for now on, when they announce state of play, should be on this caliber? I'd love to hear your thoughts and your opinions. Um, please, you know, if you have any topics um, and or questions you want me to talk about here on the show, you can send your question or topic at um, twgpquestions at gmail.com. Make sure you write topic and or question at the subject bar. Make sure you leave your name so I could probably address you here on the show. And hopefully on the next episode, your question or topic will be addressed. Also, if you do have any prayer requests, you can also send your prayers request um, with the same email as well. Um, also, you can follow me on social media. I have an Instagram. I have, I'm on Twitter, which you can look at the description of this episode. But my Twitter uh, is Chuway Gaming. My um, Instagram is TW, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, Chuway Gaming Podcast is my Instagram. And what else? And my YouTube. If you want to see this episode on YouTube, go to Chuway Gaming um, Podcast. And now my YouTube, it is missing a few episodes. I have, I'm going to fix that. I am going to fix that. I know you heard me say it again and again. I'm going to fix that. Because um, not all the episodes are on there and I have to do it manually. And uh, I know, time. But you will see me more active. You will see me more active. And again, if wherever you're watching this, please tell your friends and family about your game if they want an interactive podcast uh, experience. And um, just wherever you follow, just leave a like, subscribe, and uh, tell your friends and family about it. And, and again, guys, thank you so very much for your support. Um, thank you so much. I love you guys. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you guys. Um, you guys are awesome. And just, again, thank you so very much for tuning in every week. Um, I really appreciate the support. Thank you. All right, guys. So that's it. That will conclude this episode. I love you guys. Um, Jesus loves you. My name is One Way Soldier, and this is the end of my transmission. Yeah.